describes Brad Stein, frantic, aggressive, and caustic, with echoes of Robin Williams, Sam Kinison, and George Carlin. Brad Stein, he came through the K-Love Studios when I worked there, and I got to interview him on the Apostles of Comedy Tour, and we played ping pong for a while. (laughs) He's really funny. And he's created something called The God Experience, and he's traveling the country right now. As a matter of fact, at bradstein.com, you might find that he's coming really close to you in the next couple of months. And you can maybe go see him, or you now can hear him at this very moment, because he's our guest today. So based on that question that Dwight Bain mentioned yesterday when he's life coaching, his favorite question is, what's your story? We're going to use that open-ended question to start our time with Brad Stein. What's your story? Once upon a time, (laughs) there were two people, one male, (laughs) one female. Yeah? What happened? Both, yeah, (laughs) married, uh, amazingly enough, to to each other, which made for a much more interesting and intriguing story uh, than uh, than we could find in uh, this day and age. But uh, they, uh, one of which was a... Male uh, who was in the army uh, in Germany, and another was a uh, young female who went to visit her new husband in Germany. Uh, and uh, by the time she got back, uh, <laughs> I, I I had become uh, uh, an integral part of her uh, womb. So uh, anyway, so that's kind of I actually was conceived uh, in, in Germany. In Germany. Uh, and uh, so, uh, but was born in Indiana, a uh, small uh, farm uh, community called Bremen, right by South Bend up north, close to Michigan and Illinois. Yeah. Um, so I am a Hoosier uh, and uh, proud of it. I think it's, I think it's the only state nickname uh, of which no one knows what it means, including <laughs> Hoosiers. Uh, <laughs> but you just go with it because it's unique. It's like it's you. important, like yeah. You. That 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 you know. I mean, some you know, Missouri's the show me state, and you know, the Garden State, and you know, this, a lot of them took the easy way. You know, the the obvious, the sunshine, uh, but not Indiana, the sunshine yeah, they state, made it the sunshine state. Gee, I wonder what that means. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, yeah, very clever. That's good. That 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 took him about twelve seconds to come up with. But I. Uh, I'm an Indiana person, and we decided it was crucial to, to have a nickname that would keep people guessing for eternity. <laughs> so uh, that's where I was born, but uh, raised uh, there uh, at a young age. Um, and, and then as I got older, uh, my uh, parents moved to um, California. Well, so uh, we actually ended up uh, from small town, uh, Indiana, mid- mid- middle America, farm community to uh, Southern California, which obviously uh, is uh, quite uh, different. different. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different ways. than Indiana, yeah. a little bit. Uh, and yes, exactly. Uh, and it was at that time uh, that I um, sort of saw a new uh, part of the world and a new way to see the world um, with um, with new glasses, sunglasses, actually, that I needed on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> Even though it wasn't the sunshine state, uh, it did have a lot of sun and shine. And so, uh, but I became a Christian actually there. I was at a uh, 
Protestant uh, or Presbyterian Church mm-hmm. in Orange, California, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe I was nine. Wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that's cool. I uh, was at a Sunday school and uh, was asked if anybody wanted to accept uh, Jesus as the Lord and Savior to raise their hand, uh, and I did. Uh, thank God I had a hand. Uh, I've often thought, you know, these poor. Armless people <laughs> who uh, want to get saved and can't—that's got to stink. Uh, so, yeah. And so they have to alter that. If you can raise a leg, uh, you too can go into heaven. But um, was it real? Like, it was it genuine? Did you? Did you? You like- know what? I, I I will say that in in retrospect, because it's funny. I remember something interesting about that experience. And of course, you're quite young, nine. Right. Uh, um. But I remember, I mean, I had to kind of remember it or think about it, but I, I but sort of back in my life in history. But I mean, remember coming home uh, in you know a car and feeling like the sky was bluer. Yeah. Oh wow. And <laughs> and the sun was brighter. I mean, I just remember feeling that sense that something was more vibrant mm-hmm. and, and so forth. Now, mm-hmm. the reason I bring that up, because that sounds very typically, you know, Christian rhetoric, uh, you know, uh, oh, yes, what a beautiful testament, you know, this and that. But the truth was it really occurred. Now, I'm, I feel like I'm, I was too young to manufacture some kind of emotional, you know, appeal or some sort of, you know, psychosomatic uh <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, experience mm-hmm. that it was just something that was taking place there. Didn't really r- recall mentioning it to my parents or anything along that line. So I don't know that I could say I was influenced. Now, the only reason I bring that up though, other than it's a unique, uh, and, and beautiful, it's uh, moment. Part of your story. Is, it is part of my story, but, 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 but I remember many, 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 many years later, um, we were sort of in, uh, Indiana cause I still have, uh, some family there. And when my grandparents were still alive, I remember one time we visited uh, my sister's house and my grandparents were there and my, we were all kind of sitting around my sister decided it was, you know, let's ask questions of, uh, uh, of our grandparents and, and maybe probably, you know, videotaped it or whatever. So, but she was mentioning or mentioned or asked my grandfather about his uh, Christian conversion experience. Mm-hmm. And he was a farmer, and so he, apparently uh, some, I don't know if it was a local preacher or whatever, but had kind of stopped uh, while he was in the field maybe, like on a tractor, and was, stopped him and talked to him, and he accepted Christ like out in, out in the field, uh, wow. you know, uh, uh, so that was an interesting thing. But, but, what, but the why I bring it up, and then as he was, re- you know, reminiscing about that, he said, and I remember that Everything seemed different. The sun seemed a lot brighter. <laughs> that the that the, that the that the you know the sky seemed a lot bluer. Now we're talking about probably you know thirty something years later from my experience that I'm hearing this, and it kind of like was the first time I went. Oh, That's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah, I remember that when I was nine. I mean, so suddenly it just what was sort of a inconsequential, you know moment that I thought, well, you know, maybe you just got emotional about it. The fact that that was reiterated from, you know, my grandfather, you know, about his experience 
really just kind of told me, wow, you know, something does happen uh, to your spirit because we all have that. We all have a spirit and a body. Um, they're intermingled. Um, but for that spirit to get redeemed, for that spirit to sort of reconnect to its creator, um, obviously has uh, um, physical um, mm -hmm. attributes that are um, part of that experience. And I, I just always thought that was a, a kind of cool, beautiful like moment of, of uh, rediscovering that in my life and seeing how it compared to somebody else's mm -hmm. story who, who we had no reason to, you know, to, to compare notes. To correlate so the, that, the stories. And, yeah, and, and the fact that yeah. you were family and that it was your grandfather and that it yeah. reminded mm -hmm. you, it was like a gift, really, like a supernatural mm -hmm. gift that God was saying, yeah, yep, yep, that's what happened to you, son. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? You need that. You really do because I got to say that <clears throat> the more that I live this life of faith, um, you know, and of course you go through ups and downs, you go through peaks and valleys, you go through... Uh, uh, you know, uh, crises of faith, you go through dark nights of the soul. I mean, if you really serve in this, this, this God and this commitment to Christ your whole life, then you're going to have, you know, lots of, of experiences on that journey that are going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, not always pleasant or not always, you know, as, as positive as you'd like to think they could be. Yeah. And of so, um, absolutely. You know, I thought, yeah. So I, I think that, um, uh, I, I, I've come to realize, you know, uh, as I was observing culture, and we have such a, a different uh, season in America as far as what is respected about the faith of Christ being respected in this nation, you know, has vanished, about people of faith being respected, you know, is, va is vanishing. And so I saw this new atheism and this secular humanism and this sort of progressivism and scientism, all of which is sort of taking root and in, in creating a, a, a new sort of group of, uh, of people uh, who worship it, the material mm -hmm. world. And so I felt like I needed to answer that. And my comedy um, has always been um, designed to use Christian worldview as the social commentary. So that's what kind of made me unique as a comic anyways, amongst all the other you know handful of Christian comedians that are out there. And so I felt like I needed to use my gift and my interest to to create another type of a, a show that would allow me to explore how God would look like and how he would respond and, and interact with us uh, if we took him seriously. Because what I realized was sort of we... We sort of flippantly talk about God like, yeah, I believe in God, and let's talk about God like it's sort of this magical concept, uh, like it's just person. yeah, 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 and it just sort of becomes a formula or it becomes an ideology or it becomes I, sort of yes, our, I agree, or yeah, and and suddenly I realize, you know, the eighth new atheist speaks of you know not having evidence for God, so that's why they don't believe, and and what I realized was. The problem that they have is not that there is an evidence for God. It's that where the evidence exists, they don't have access to because they've already chosen not to believe in God. In other words, their presupposition is all there is is the material world. And since they know that science is really good at um, interpreting the physical world, at observing the physical world and drawing conclusions about the physical world, 
that's what they count on. That's all they believe is real. Well, the problem is that science is descriptive. Science doesn't create atoms. It just sees Describes, and, yes. and makes observe. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's it, like it, a, it, yeah, that makes sense to me. It's like, right, it's a description of what they've discovered. Right, yeah. yeah. They describe what was already there. Yeah. In other words, you know, the nucleus and the neutron was always there, but it took them um, centuries to create the ability to find them. And they also had to presume something was there to go look for. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, because of the Christian worldview, um, which created essentially science as we know it, because it was a religion that believed that God was accessible and that his uh, his creation uh, could be observed and could and conclusions could be drawn. Um, it allowed us to assume that he's here. He has the laws in order. Let's go look at him and see what they look like. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is for the scientists is that they say that the material world is all there is. So. What I've always, what I said in this new show that I've created called The God Experience is I, what I said is that, you know, atheists for the most part are very, very smart, but they're not wise because wisdom is a different form of thought. It looks at the deeper, uh, um, things of life. It looks at old knowledge of human history and stories it 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 take it has a deeper expectation that there's something bigger than ourselves and more important to ourselves it allows us to 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 connect to to music and dance and art yes. all things that would have no value whatsoever in an evolutionary concept it does have no purpose it doesn't help us survive we have no meaning for it. but we do it because it makes us feel transcendent yes something is more than us I, and that's yes. why we do that's that right. and and so I said, what I found interesting was when I began to explore, is God had already given us clues uh, that this would be true. Because think of what it says in Proverbs. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. wisdom. Mm -hmm. Not of smarts, mm -hmm. not of science, of wisdom. In other words, it's a deeper sense of knowing. Uh, and it and it uses intelligence, but it but it also moves into this transcendent place where there's something grander than this. So I realized to myself that God is if he if we take a moment to really just think of the awesome nature of this being who is in every single dimension simultaneously. Yes. And can do anything he chooses, can speak, and, and material comes from nothing, and knows everything that there is to know. This is not a being that one would take lightly or would simply frivolously say, yes, one day I'll get to God and go talk to him like he's some old man in a rocking chair that we're going to go discuss with. I have a feeling you're probably going to have a difficult time even looking at him for a long time. Because you're going to be in the presence of this thing that created everything, and you're going to realize how, you know, small and insignificant you actually are in comparison, and yet this being made you and loves you and wants you to be in, in community with him. Yeah. That's going to be incredibly difficult to, to grasp. I can't wait. Unless we're just. I yeah, can't wait for that day. Some, yeah, <laughs> of course. Because it's so of fascinating course. to get out of this realm and the yes. this body that holds us here and to get into that realm and try to understand. Like you said, yeah. it's not just like, well, oh, that's my dog. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I thought he was just uh, attesting to your <laughs> preach it, sister, preach it. But yeah, just you're right. It's not just like I'm, I'm trying to give my dog a bone. So my dog here, here, take that bone. Um, but 
to, to, it's not just something that you put on a bumper sticker, Brad. I mean, this is God and it's in, he is incomprehensible and he's deep yeah. enough for the smartest person to get everything they need because he is everything that we need. So you're like, yeah. you're, this is like a philosophy that you've incorporated into your show. This is your well, philosophy. Well, it is. And it, it, well, yeah, because what I realized was we, and I'm talking about Christians, we take God too lightly. Yes. We don't stand in awe of, of the presence of this being. But what we're finding in America is that we are filled with way too many churchgoers and very few Christians. Because Christians are live this thing 24-7 as though it's real. Yes. And they live by it in, in such a sense that they've given away their life. Yes. And, and are willing and able to die. To die for this idea. Now that's easy to say. Oh, I would die for Jesus. Well, guess what? People are now. They're getting their heads cut off and asked to deny him. This is very real. And it shows you, A, what kind of commitment this can sometimes be expected. And B, that you don't have the power to do something like that. You must be filled with the Spirit of God to, to be able to be put in a position like that or to see something happen to your children or whatever and just say, God, I have to, in this most horrific moment of my life, trust that somehow there, this, this will work out in a way that I'll see your hand and plan in this and it will be okay. And of course, if we all go to heaven into an eternal bliss in communion with God, then, if, then even something as horrific as your child being buried alive and your husband being head cut off and your daughter being sold into sex slavery, that seems like there's no way in any way I could reconcile this in a positive way or ever not feel hatred towards those who would create this scenario. To go into internal perfection, you would go, you know what? That didn't even matter. That didn't even matter because I'm just going to die anyways. I just happen to do it for God, for Christ. That's, that's so, what a real Christian would say, a true well, Christian yeah. viewpoint. Right. But that isn't what you're saying is you're kind of challenging the fact that there's not a lot of Christians. There's a lot of churchgoers. That's kind of that that's that a, that statement kind of rocks me a lot. Well, and but that, but I found it to be the case yeah. because when we've finally been put into position culturally, where we are fully postmodern, fully post-Christian, and finally the church has been put into a cultural position where it can decide to describe to the culture at large what God expects from our behavior. When, especially in the area of sexuality, which has become such an important issue now in America. Uh, we have entire denominations allowing the culture to define and conform them to itself, when in fact the purpose of the church was to redeem culture. All right, so listen, um, my show is Monday through Friday, and it's, it's, I shoot for 20 minutes, and we're, we're there... Okay. But I want to keep well, talking. Well, I'm sorry that I bored you with all of my... You didn't bore me. Listen, I, I want you oh. to know something. <laughs> you, didn't bore you didn't bore me at all. You didn't oh, okay. bore me at all. Okay. Are you kidding? When you started giving do bones to your dog, I knew so I had lost you somehow, my <laughs> audience. I was like, no, keep talking that, but I'm doing some tricks with, with, with Moxie over here. No, she was barking, and I was trying to... I had already given her, like, two chew things, and I'm like, I got to mm. go for the bone because she wanted to bark, and I didn't want to interrupt you. My show mm. is categorized in iTunes under philosophy, and you want to know why I didn't put it in the Christian category? For um, this conversation. 
These are the oh. conversations I want to have. I want to really talk about the real stuff. I, I'm done with, no, no, I'm not done. I ache for those who are religious and lost. I ache for them, mm. Brad. I ache yeah, for those yeah. who've never heard a real Christian talk. All they know is yeah. this bizarre representation of Christianity. And I need yeah. for real conversations and real thinking people to really express themselves on this show. And that's what just happened. So I'm very happy. In the end, what I've learned is your purpose is to tell God's story. That's everybody's purpose. That's all we're here for, to know God and to tell his story. Now, how we do that is through our skill sets and our professions and all the places that God places us um, to interact with culture. And mine, because I was a comic, I basically am just a communicator. So I'm able to take, you know, a humorous package, but bring in something hopefully that has even more important uh, ramifications. So that's why I do these types of things. But, you know, I, pr I much prefer, frankly, real conversations, philosophical conversations, dealing with truth and objectivity and logic and reason. Uh, I find that to be more interesting. I can do comedy anytime. That's my livelihood, and I love to do it, and I'm grateful I have opportunities to do it. But in the end, it's not as important as what we just talked about. Other than my dog being annoying, it's been a great show with Brad Stein today. At bradstein.com, you can find out if he's going to be coming close to you with the God experience or find out more at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.